Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, VP family. It is Wednesday, October 13th. I am sitting here today with Joy Ensing again. Thank you for coming back yet another day with us. You're welcome. Um, So today is Wednesday where we talk about how you are connected to VP, kind of the history, the current, what you do here. Um, So if you would be kind enough to share a little bit of your VP story here with us, I would appreciate it. Sure, Kim. Uh, Well, we've been at Victory Point about 17-ish years. I'm not exactly sure how long. I'm trying to compare it to how old Jared was when we came here, and he was in fifth grade, and he is now mm -hmm, 28. 28. Yeah. Um, So we were were looking for a new church. Um, Our former church was going through some transition, and it was time, we thought, it was time to look for a new church. We had gone to a few. Um, we came to Victory Point, and Jan Lambert, uh, I had met her at a parent group at school. Um, Kevin and Cody were the same age. Um, didn't really know her that well, but she scooped me up the first time we were here and gave me a tour and just was so welcoming, um, explaining things. I guess we just felt like it was such a family feel from the moment we got here. We did have a little history with uh, Steve Rusticus. Um and Matt Yant from yes. our former church. Uh, Steve Rusticus was actually my post-high youth group leader. Um, <laughs> but we just, we loved the worship service. It was so warm and welcoming. People were very friendly. It wasn't entertainment. It was more um, involvement, everybody singing. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what brought us here and kept us here. Um, we, I've done... I've been involved in Kids Hope. I've been a mentor and I've been a prayer partner. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to a huddle. I've been in small groups. I led a huddle, which was interesting because I never thought I'd lead a huddle, but I I did did one huddle. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, MC, huddle kind of led us to MC and we've been at the Great Lakes MC for quite a while really love it. It's a family. Um, and then hand to hand kind of goes hand in hand with missional community. Um, that's kind of a God worked, God worked in me, um, to become the hand to hand coordinator. Um, and you I, do a great job. Oh, thanks. You I was, really rock it. So <laughs> we appreciate your yeah. role there. Uh, thank you. I was mm-hmm. convicted. Um, I went to a volunteer appreciation one spring, Matt um, and Earl invited me to go along with, and um, I was convicted that most people have coordinators at their church, and then they have pastors at their church. They didn't have pastors that were coordinators. So um, that that led me into my current role, which I have a great support team, um, yeah. and we're definitely supported by Victory Point Um we're, this year we're packing 112 bags, so it's no small feat, and we continue to be blessed by people and the community to keep doing it. Um, and in the last year, I started helping in Kid Zone. 
I'm in the infant slash toddler mm-hmm. room, so I get to play with a bunch of two-year-olds. Um, Yay. I was convicted also of that, that I could help out. And um, thankfully, Jill Fisher has <laughs> been honoring my wishes to play with kids and I'm not crafty and I just want to have fun with kids. So fortunately that's a perfect age group. Right. To really just hang out right. and play. Um, right. We not do a, a little, little lesson, yeah. but a little story maybe. A little story. Um, but it is a great way to just love right. on little ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. That's a for fun sure. room. I was in the infant room for a very long time. So yep. I, I share that same fondness for uh, simple mm-hmm. and just loving on kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> teaching or leading right. um, a class of any sort. Right. So right. Um, you have been a blessing to all the VP family, I guess, in that role that you've um, stepped up and helped out in Kids Zone and uh, the hand-to-hand coordinator thing. You do an amazing job. You really do. We have, And we do have a cool team of people doing that and appreciate the support of all of our family members bringing in food or donating money to um, help us keep that going because 112 kids is super duper duper huge, right? Like we know what it takes to pack that many bags right. and um, yes. yeah, the blessing of the food coming in is it eases the burden on us to either shop for it or whatever. Right. So that's right. For sure. That's cool. So thank you VP family for uh, supporting the MC <laughs> uh, for Great Lakes hand to hand ministry. Um, and for your role in that joy, we do appreciate it. Thanks. Um, so without further ado, how about we jump into the scripture for today? It is Isaiah 53 verses four through 12. Would you read that for us, please? Sure. I am reading from the NIV. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are all healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living, For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, So as I listened to that and read that, I actually read it in the (laughs) New Living Translation, um, 
mainly because I like to have, sometimes the words get lost on me. Right, um, right. I'm maybe a little bit more simple-minded. So <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, but I think one of the things that I was looking into in the NLT, I actually believe that this, the, um, this prophecy starts in Isaiah 52. Um, and the title is the Lord's suffering servant. Um, and I was reading a commentary on that and its title, it gave the title, the atoning suffering and victory of the Messiah. Um, I sometimes can get like caught up in words and Mm -hmm. how different um, people can use different words to kind of just like pull the same theme together. Um, And all of those stood out to me, the suffering servant, um, the victory of the Messiah. Um, I'm always amazed when I read this scripture and the prophecy prophecy of Isaiah, um, just to think that like how clearly this is written about what would happen Mm -hmm. to Jesus, like Mm -hmm. step by step, like I don't, the clarity of it and realizing that Isaiah wrote this 700 years prior to Jesus. Like, (laughs) I don't know why that sometimes, you know, it, it just catches me off guard. Like I just weird almost, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. that somebody would have that insight, which obviously comes from God. So Isaiah is writing words that God was giving him. Um, But it always just astounds me, I guess, that God would speak to somebody and then they would write the words that would come true 700 some years later, I guess. Um, So yeah, I kind of get just wrapped up in that whole amazing thought process. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know any real time, like right now, prophets. Right. I'm sure they're out there. Um, but I don't know that they'd quite match up to the level of Isaiah, I guess, mm-hmm. and his prophecy mm-hmm. for the Messiah and what all of um, Israel would have been watching and waiting for. Um, what did you catch in reading through this? Well, I too, with the prophecy of Jesus in the crucifixion story, so clearly spelled out, like you said, in Isaiah. Um, it's just that God's will prevails. You mm-hmm. know, he, it, it just, he speaks and his will prevails. Um, and that after suffering in verse 11, God brings light. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's always difficult to think um, Jesus as man, perfect, never sinned and then still had to endure that pain for our Mm -hmm. suffer for me. You know, that's where I, you know, he bore the sins of many and he made intercession for us all. Yeah. I too kind of get, um, I don't know when you just stop and think about what you're reading and, um, try to wrap your head around it. Sometimes it's hard, Um, I have in verse 10 in the new living translation, uh, I like how it worded it because it kind of caught my attention. 
It says, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. And that just caused me to pause and think like, okay, so we know the story of Jesus. Right. Right. <laughs> it does not seem like a good plan. Right. I mean, if I were Jesus, I would have been like, this doesn't, doesn't really seem like a good plan, God. Right. Dad. Dad, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, you know, and I understand like Jesus knew mm -hmm. all that he was going to go through. And he chose to do so. Not that he had to. I mean, he there was a responsibility. He had to obey his father. Right. But willingly chose because as God, he probably could have just stepped right. away. Right. right. And said, yeah, I'm out. Um, but just like to stop and ponder that like God had this good plan. Mm -hmm. And the good plan included pain and suffering. Like crushing him. Crushing like the word him. there is crush him. Yeah. And it's hard to put those two things together, but had it not been that way. Right. You and I would not have exactly the assurance of salvation. And um, sometimes I think it's, it's important that we just not just view the whole um, life, death, you know, the crucifixion story, the resurrection mm -hmm. in light of, yeah, a really bad thing that happened, but praise God, we believe and now we're saved. Um, but sometimes just to be brought to a, a deep, deep understanding of like what that must have been like right. for Jesus to do that for us, how much he absolutely loves us, that he was willing to be crushed, right. <laughs> you know, broken and beaten. For I us. think for me, it was a good reminder, like you said, to, to be, to look at the whole story and to really process the whole story of Jesus' crucifixion and what it meant to him and what it means to me. And then I think just the fact that Isaiah was telling this story word for word before it happened. Yeah. So that's obviously God speaking. Yeah. Mind blowing, <laughs> right? Like these are things like we try to put God in a box, but it's right. this is something that you clearly could not put God in a right. box in because it's so and it's hard to understand. Concept, right. You know, comprehending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also liked in verse 12b, I think is what I wrote. So not the first half of it, but right. um the latter half of it, where it says, He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. That again was the New Living Translation. Um, the thing that caught me about that was um, Jesus was a rebel. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness, because I sometimes feel like I identify as a rebel in life. <laughs> uh, there's a bit of rebellion in me. Um, not always. I'm sometimes a rule follower, but there's a bit of rebellion in me. And I mm -hmm. think... Jesus is listed as a, as a rebel, right? You know, right. so thank goodness, because at least I have a rebel as a role model, right? You know, right, right. and um, we don't see that Jesus was ever like, just always soft spoken and kind and loving and whatever, mm -hmm. like, he, he kind of bucked the system. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we got to do that. I think yep. that sometimes we're called to do that. Um, of course, in love and truth and grace right. and but with the goal of righteousness, right? Um, like that was, that's the plan, yeah. right? Is to become more and more like Jesus, to become righteous. Um, 
So I was happy that he was a rebel and I can identify with that um, and that he came and intercedes for rebels. So Mm -hmm. again, because I identify as a rebel, yay me, (laughs) I get Jesus as my intercessor. Right. Um, Well, I would say like you call yourself a rebel, but I think for me being friends with you and our relationship, I feel like you challenge me to see things differently than I usually see them and to think outside of it. It's all good. It's good. I was just going to say, I was a little bit nervous when we were going off script here and what you were going to (laughs) say. So I'm grateful that you said something kind. (laughs) Thank you, Joy. Um, Although you're always my encourager. And so I appreciate that. But yeah, I think, you know, there is that aspect to a rebel, Right. right? That we just kind of, right. Maybe call into question certain things that we have assumed were, um, I don't know, to me, it's sometimes it's a simple and easy way out of things right. versus challenging and questioning. Right. Right. Um, so thank you for You're welcome. being kind and saying that my rebellion is sometimes a good thing. It's not always, I know that. So I do acknowledge <laughs> that, that it's not always Well, good sometimes rebellion. blindly rule following isn't always a good thing either. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's right. So it's a good thing we have a little bit of both, hopefully. Um, and I too caught like, he bore the sins of many, mm-hmm. which to me begs the question, you know, as a rebel, I question it. Right. Why does it say many versus all? All, because sometimes I think we like to to portray that it it's about the all, mm-hmm. like he did that for the all, right? But I don't like. There's a few scriptures that um, in my study had brought up that it was for the many, like the word many is used, not the word all. Oh. Not in any translation. Instead of the song, Jesus paid it all. Yeah. I mean, he paid it all, but he didn't necessarily do it for all. Right. Um, Which I I just sometimes, that too, I can't wrap my Mm -hmm. head around. I don't know how to explain that. That's probably way deeper theologian work than I've got (laughs) time or capacity for. Uh, But it just kind of makes me stop and think. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm grateful that I'm one of the many. Right. Me too. I know, you know, it was morning I was listening to the song, Blessed Assurance. Like Mm -hmm. it never rung more true in my life that I just absolutely know there's no doubt in my mind that I'm one of the many and I'm Mm -hmm. grateful. Um, But if it's not all, who are the many? Right. And where are we spending our time? Um, To me, it says we got to spend our time on the many. Mm -hmm. And who are those many? Like, you know, and God clearly has those chosen. Right who those, he will call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be a part of that, right. of the many. Um, so that's what I had for mine. Did you have anything else? No, nope, I think we're good. Well, awesome. Um, we're running long here, Joyce. So <laughs> I had as my closing, first of all, um, the thoughts that came to my mind, are you wrecked by the story of Jesus? as your atoning sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So today, as you think about that, are you wrecked by that? Like, does that really sink deep into you? And then are you one of the many? Right. You know, are you a rebel with a cause? Rebel with a cause. So go forth into your Wednesday with that. I'm going to leave us with the um, 
blessing from one of my most favorite passages in scripture. Uh, Romans is one of my favorite books. Romans 8 verse 14 through 17. It says, because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So let the um, crucifixion story and the prophecy of Isaiah telling us that it would be so and it was. Um, let that wreck you and cause you to be a rebel with a cause for Christ. Have a great day. We will be back tomorrow. Bye. See ya. See ya. We won a prize for. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.